Aloha and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Got Your Six podcast. This six-question podcast brings together high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and, most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash. And into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. I don't know what you've been told. The views we have are all our own. Yes, we serve the DOD. But my opinions come from me. So today our guest is Joe Cabrera. Joe uses his Texas candor and swagger to really pull back the current and talk about life. And I know Joe I mean, since West Point. So we're going on close to 15 years. He was a super successful senior executive in a fintech firm, but missed being in the trenches with the soldiers and the troops. And now he's been able to transition into a trader running based out of Austin, Texas, as now the president and co-owner. And I mean, Joe's got a fabulous career, you know, was an armor officer, but never really was around tanks. And we're going to dive into that throughout the episode. Graduate of the United States military, as we already mentioned, Nerdner's MBA at the University of Texas. Joe, welcome. Hey, buddy. Good to be on, man. It's good to see your face. Dude, I mean, we've, we've seen each other in the best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. So now that you've been out of the military for a little bit, what's one thing you would say that you constantly implement daily from either West Point, you know, everything else? Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I think for me, definitely keep a good physical regiment every day. I think it's kind of my daily character building exercise. So that, you know, to me, that's kind of helped me get some clarity. I do some of my best thinking, uh, you know, at the gym or, or on the trail. But if I had to think about the thing that I keep with me dear to my heart and that I'm thank God I never gave up, because I imagine this would be something easy to give up, is getting up early, man. I get up still today between like 4.30 and 4.45. And for me, what it is, I've never been the smartest dude, never natural gifted genius or any of that stuff, you know, grew up in South Texas. So for me, one thing I did learn was kind of put your head down and work. And so what I realized by like getting up early, it actually allowed me to get about two to two and a half more days in the work week than the average person. So like, you know, and get up at 445, you do four hours extra a day before anybody else is thinking about work. That's like two to two and a half days extra. So I got like a nine day work week. And so in a lot of ways where I try to kind of maintain my edge. And one thing that I thank God for the military is that I was able to kind of keep that, keep the essence of getting up early, kind of getting ahead of the power curve. And, uh, and it's given me, it's given me a full nine day work week. And so that's kind of one thing that I, I think I'll always keep with me. Dude, that, no, that's awesome. I mean, even, even now I'm still getting up early and I don't have any reason to other than seizing the day. So I, I really respect that. With all this extra time, right, you probably have at least some more time to work on like a new skill or ability or talent or something like that. So what would you say you're currently working on now with that time because you're waking up early in the morning? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, the thing that I'm, it's something that I've worked on my entire life and one that I feel like I got a lot more time 
at least flexibility now to work on is seeking to understand other folks better kind of perspectives. And one of the things that I realized is that um, growing up in the military, especially a lot of our, you know, starting there, a lot of our abilities or a lot of our MO is to exert our will against our foe's will and figure out what it is that, you know, we can do to overcome that. But as I've been in the private sector and really understand what really ultimately leads to winning is kind of dropping your ego and being able to understand and learn what it is that the other side, what makes them tick? Why is it that they're even your competition? And so for me, that's just, you know, it, I think we get caught up in um, being right over winning. And oftentimes when, you know, we choose right because it feels good. It's a, it's a better way to, you know, think that you can check something off the box there. But for me, the skill that I've been working on more and more and more is using that time to kind of calm my mind a little bit. And think about a conversation I had this week, a hard conversation, and why I was having such a hard time reaching that person or why I was feeling so motivated to get my point across. And so one skill that I've been working on is seek to understand, really understand that perspective of that next person, and then figure out what it is that ultimately can get us to a win-win in those situations. Yeah. And as you seek to understand, how do you do it? Do you apply the same thing every time or do you like have to kind of take a pause, step back and really assess the situation as we call tactical patience, or I'd like to hear you talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, man. The first thing I tell myself is there are two things. I say two, I literally repeat these mantras in my brain. Whenever I'm having a moment of like, gosh, man, why is that such a you know, knucklehead thing on the other side? Why are we having such a hard time with this? One, there's a way that we both can win in this situation. And right now that's not happening. And two, the person I'm looking at is a good person. They got a reason that they're thinking the way they think. And I just need to better understand what it is. And that's dangerous because you don't want to be manipulative. That's not the idea behind this. The idea behind it is Tony's got a reason he's thinking about it or holding to his guns on this particular particular topic. So maybe if I can at least put myself in his shoes for a moment, uh, then maybe I can better understand what it is that I'm trying to, what we're both trying to accomplish. And Tony, like nine out of 10 times, if not 10 out of 10 times, we both want the same thing. We're literally just saying something very nuanced, different. You know what I mean? We want the same thing. So that's what it is. That's what I tell myself. No, that's awesome. It really comes down to that language, right? Like you might be even saying the same words, but have different understanding and meaning of what you're trying to accomplish, right? Benjamin Franklin famously, when he was trying to pass some stuff, get, you know, everybody was trying to start up in 1776. He had this rival and he had, a, he couldn't reach him. Like he tried, he tried, he couldn't get to him. But this rival had a collection of books, like very rare books at the time. So Benjamin Franklin was like, hey, can I borrow one of your books? And usually you'd be like, this dude's going to say no. He was not only extremely grateful, Benjamin Franklin asked to borrow his books. They then became best friends. Yeah. So I, you, you get that. And speaking of books, man, like what one book or like course or, you know, YouTube video communication really has kind of influenced you becoming such a high performer I know you're not going to admit to being a high performer, but you absolutely are a high performer. So what would you say that would be? This is something that's going to ring true for both of us, man. Uh, I, the number one thing that, that I go back to in my life, I think, is probably Ranger training. No doubt about it. That course in itself of 61 days, if you're fortunate, longer if maybe you're not, maybe if, uh, you know, uh, maybe if you need to stay a little longer. Did you go straight through? I did, man. Straight through. Good on you. Good on you. Good <laughs> hey, on man, you. I was, uh, don't get me wrong. The all-inclusive stay at the resort was great, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> I don't, you know, I wanted to be a good steward of taxpayer money. And so that's why I didn't want to say that too long. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, um, 
that has stayed with me for, and, and I'll tell you why it's not all the normal, although it's absolute test of spirit. That's one of the biggest things I got from it is your test of spirit and how the spirit can drive the body to do incredible things. And all the kind of the grunty kind of stuff that we talk about the course, you know, all the things that are kind of touted in, in it's in the reason why it's a premier leadership course. But the thing that I took from that more than anything else that stays with me today is actually in that course really solidified professionally for me. How you succeed is more important than success itself. And the one thing they never talk about, at least I don't, I don't hear very often is, I don't know if you remember telling me like at the end of every phase, right? You, we went into, a, they got us into like these rooms or whatever, and we did these peer evaluations, right? And I always found that fascinating, man. I found it fascinating because you could pass with flying colors. You could get straight A's, you could have all your gates, all your tests, everything squared away. And if your fellow folks on your team peered you out, your battle buddies. Oh, yeah. they said, hey, I want to trust this guy to be, you know, take care of my family. Doesn't matter if you got straight A's to the whole thing and passed it with flying colors, you were to never to return. That's like the only way that you could you could stay at Ranger training over and over and fail and fail over and over again. And they'd keep you to get the earn the tab. But if you ever got on a peer out, you were gone, man, never to return. And I remember that solidified in my brain even to today, which was how you succeed is much more important than success itself. And I think that's where I take it from. So I, I got to always go back, man, to those that, you know, that earning that fabric with six letters on it. Dude, that, that is awesome, right? And for, you know, those listening at home, like Joe was saying, 61 days of just, you know, lack of sleep, carrying around heavy stuff on your back with a weapon and just living out in the wilderness with little food and you're just going and leading and being led by others. Yeah, it's something I look back on all the time so fondly. And every day there's... There's opportunities where I'm like, I, I've crossed this crucible moment. Uh, I can absolutely get through whatever is in front of me, right? So yeah, that's a belief that I, I agree with you and I've held on to for a long time. What would you say is kind of a new belief you you really adopted or behavior or habit in the last like five years or so that's really helped to improve your life? For me, it's it's spending time to think. It's a weird thing for high performers, I think out there for alpha types or you know former military, current military athletes. If I was a dog, I'm definitely a working breed dog. Like to me, I'm only happy when I'm going, moving forward, chasing a ball, doing something, right? But I'll tell you what I've learned recently is taking time to think and be with your thoughts is super critical, man, because you miss things if you don't, you get so caught up in doing, you get so caught up in tackling the next, jumping the next ridge line, trying to figure out how to go get the next task complete, next project move. And you realize you end up missing a ton of, I'll give you an example. The other day I was running on Town Lake here in Austin. It's right downtown. It goes right to the city. It's beautiful, man. I run on it often. And I was running there the other day and I realized I had taken this route every single time. And I had realized, I don't know what, but this moment told me to just, hey, look over there. You don't pay attention to that spot very often. Go look over there for a second. And I noticed there's a daggone goat path, man, that like I've missed over and over again. I literally have had to go on some pretty sketchy ways to kind of make it down this one other trail. I was like, why haven't you taken that? That's been there the entire time and you haven't taken it. And so it just kind of, to me, it reminds me that like, you got to step back, you know, whether it's those four hours in the morning or whether it's a weekend or whatever, but you got to factor in time to have to yourself to just think. I think it's completely, you know, it's one of those things that's underrated. But for me, one of the skills I'm working on right now is don't always feel like that doing or accomplishing some checklist or whatever it means progress. Sometimes you got to step back and just be with your thoughts for a moment figure out what they mean, why you think about them, why you don't. That is 
extremely powerful. And like you said, you've traveled this road or the trail so many times and you saw this new path. And sometimes that's, that's, you know, people get fearful and stuff. They're like, it's a new path. Yes, there's new opportunities, but I don't know what lays down that path. Right. And as a high performer, right. You know, you, we've talked about this before. There's been failures along the way, even when you do take the new path. Um, what would you say your greatest failure has been that led to your, like a great success? Yeah, man. I, I think the, my daily failures, it's a weird question. It's a, it's a great, it's a great question. I can't point to one single one, but I know I can tell you every single day I fail at something, Tony, every day, man, I fail at something. And to me, that is always my greatest success. Cause it reminds me that one, it's a human process. It reminds me to forgive myself. The hardest part is when you, when you fail something, you want to just, just continue to quarterback yourself as to why it went wrong and what it does, what you forget is preventing you from moving forward. And so those daily failures, man, whether, I mean, there'll be financial statements I'll be looking through. We'll be going through an entire book dive on what, you know, how we're performing and I'll miss something really critical and realize, Oh heck man, we only got like 90 days of cash left. Like I, I, for some reason thought it was, and I missed it. Right. Or, you know, I, we had a strategy meeting and I sat there and I realized after I'd left, man, the one thing we should have talked about, we totally, all of us just missed. I missed it. I should have been driving that a little harder. And what I realized in that moment is that those failures, I'd have failed that, right? We should have done that. But it reminds me, it's a human process. Give yourself some grace. And most importantly, forgive yourself and move on. Because the only way you're going to be able to continue to build on top of that is to just just kind of say it's in the past. And it's easier said than done. But I've kind of made a rule for myself to only allow things to be with me for 24 hours and then let it go. Uh, even at the point of just knowing that there's probably going to be some reminders along the week, just try to forget about it if you can. So that's, that's kind of how I deal with those things and kind of what helps me kind of move forward. So you're at the 23 hour and 58 minute mark and you're still holding on to something. How do you let it go? Oh man, I talked to my wife, man. I go, I go talk to my, yeah, my buddy. Let's talk about your buddy. Also a classmate of ours. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey is a West Point grad, way more awesome than me, man. I mean, you should have her on this show, not me. I don't know why you got me here. Uh, but yeah, I'll go down. I mean, she's awesome, man. You're a division one athlete, uh, you know, entrepreneur herself and just go get her. But I will say that uh, you want to talk about accountability, like a gym buddy, man, it's, you know, it's, she's definitely lifting heavier than I am. Uh, but I go down, you know, if, if I'm upstairs working or if I'm coming back from a day, I'll tell her, I'll just say, Hey, look, I'm having a, I'm having a hard time dropping this one. And she'll remind me, hey, she used, I mean, it's usually the same stuff. I should be able to tell myself this, but I can't. I, she's got to be the one to tell me, hey, you're a good person. You'll get better. You always get through it. Think about the last hundred times this happened. Did it really cripple you forever? No. Okay, let's move on. Typically, after we talk through that, after some supper and stuff, then I'm good. So I you know, suggest that if you don't have somebody, it doesn't have to be your spouse. I mean, it can be a best buddy or friend or whatever, but we're always our toughest critics and to have somebody who I think can shoot you straight. Be, she's objective because I know she wouldn't be where she is without kind of being critically honest with herself. Also, she's just not there to, to be a cheerleader, but she's really there to kind of hold me accountable because she'll also tell me, okay, yeah, you know what? Fix that thing and then drop it. Right. Cause you're right. The reason it's bothering you is because you didn't make amends. So go fix it and then be done with it. Right. And so that, that's it, man. That's how I kind of get through it. And so I think it's, it's highly important. I know that it resonates with you too, I'm sure. Yeah. No, I, I know all about having a high performing wife uh, that is definitely just outlifting me in every aspect of life, which is awesome and, and inspiring too, right? It goes more towards like 
you're never in direct competition. You see more as a worthy arrival, right? Like you said, you can go to at any point and really kind of get any counsel and reminded like, hey, you're undefeated with your failures, right? You, yes, you failed, but like you've always come back and gone on to do great things. So that, that's awesome. And talking about that really makes me think like, you know, being present in the moment, like you were saying, and making sure you're, you're identifying a win-win with the other person. How do you continue to be better than yesterday? It's a great question, Tony. I, I think some of us are built. Here's how I do it. I'll just. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I want to know how you do it. I don't want anything else <laughs> other than that. Yeah. Well, I was trying to think about a way to like describe it in, in this, cause this is going to come off weird, but it, I'm just going to let you all in my head for a second. We're going to tease it out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, the reason I'm better than yesterday is because I have to be. Uh, and, and I say that not because I mean that in such a, you know, high flute and like, oh man, yeah, this is, it's gotta be perfect. It, it's, it's not like that. It, Letting y'all dive into my brain for a second. Literally, the, I every day, man, I think about two people I want to make proud. Uh, you know, that's God and that's myself, but it's the 90-year-old version of myself, right? And I always work for that ghost. And so for me, what's weird is that, like, I got to know that when I'm not, I always think about 90-year-old Joseph sitting there, looking back on my life saying, was it, was it full of purpose? Did you help enough people? Did you create enough value? Was there somebody you overlooked that you should have helped? Was there somebody you helped that you should have let help themselves? Uh, were you kind? Did you, you know, did you find ways to do things more than just create, you know, uh, an empire of, you know, of business and all these other things? And so I never want to disappoint that person. And so in a lot of ways, the reason I'm better today than I am yesterday is because I got to be because that day that reckoning is coming. And every day is like I'm getting closer to meeting that person. And every day I'm like, well, you got to go faster, man. Cause I don't know that you're I'm one day less. I got one day less on this earth to go make up to that person. So for me, it's always that ghost that I'm kind of chasing and making sure that I'm, I'm living up to those, to those values at the same time. I think it's kind of hardwired in me that way. And so, you know, so to answer your question, I think on the nose, man, I think it's those the, getting y'all getting into my head for a little bit. I literally wake up in the morning. And that's what I think about. Hey man, what'd you do? And, and are you, you know, would that person be proud of you right now? Cause if they're not, you know, you better hurry up. Right. Because at no point, right, even as you said, you're like, you know, you're a high performer, you're always trying to do more and accomplish. You're never looking back on a checklist or a to-do list or like, you know, all this other stuff. It's it's all just kind of like noise. And like you said, you're focusing on being the person you'll be proud of when you're sipping sweet tea next to Kelsey on the porch swing. Yep. You know, nine years old, just enjoying life and being like, a life well lived that I continue to live as long as I'm, I'm on this earth. That's, that's a beautiful thing, my man. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, and it's, and it sounds, you know, saying it, I wanted to hit right because it sounds, you know, like, uh, well, you know, of course you just, you're just basically saying you want to, you want to be as uh, successful as you can be. It's different. It's, it's less about being successful and it's much more about, it's kind of the same way. Like if you ever think about anybody you love a lot, you, the more than making sure you give them, you know, good advice and all these things, you want to make sure you never let them down. That's really the, so what drives me is not letting that 90 year old version of me down. That's my biggest thing. It's not letting that person down because when I hit 89 years old one day, I'm going to be like, Hey man, got one year to the reckoning. Did you do it? You know, did you, did you, is this person going to be proud? You know? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So before we, we go, cause this has been a fabulous conversation. You got a new podcast. You just started. Why don't you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, really. Yeah. So uh, it's called Professionally Offensive. And the idea behind the podcast, and it's it's sponsored by a Trey Running Company. And uh, 
great brand, uh, one with a lot of meaning behind, you know, just the shoes themselves. It's really about, you know, just helping people be the best versions of themselves. Uh, but the podcast itself is really just a, a way to kind of dive into that unfiltered raw perspective. The way that I describe it to folks is most of the time as humans, we spend a lot of time trying to work on the car and polish it and wash it, making sure it looks clean. When the reality is the most important stuff is the engine. And I want to pop the hood through the podcast and look that it's a beautiful engine, but it's got complex parts. There's grease in places. There's loose timing belts. That's the stuff that I want to dive into because ultimately we're all built that way, no matter how successful we are. And I put that in quotation marks, no matter how successful we are, we're all human. And there's these things that I think connect us. And so the idea behind the podcast is kind of dive into it. So professionally offensive is up on, on all podcast platforms. You can find us and love if you can check us out. Anybody is welcome to listen. That's awesome, man. And, and if anybody wants to reach out, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah. So you can, we're on all social media platforms. Uh, Trey running company is the, is the company that, uh, that I'm a part of now. And so please, you can find us on all, uh, on Instagram, uh, you know, via our email list, our website, all those other items. Uh, you can follow me personally on Instagram as well at Joseph Dr. Cabrera. And, um, and professionally offensive as well. You can find us on all platforms. I think I mentioned that, um, that you want to check us out on. And so uh, those are really the main ways you can find me and, and, you know, ways you can kind of keep up with what we're working on here. Awesome. Joseph, and you closed it out beautifully, right? At the end of the day, we are all human. And thank you again for your time, man. I really appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. It's good to be on, man. I know you're doing some great things over there. So I appreciate you and the team getting me on here and to, to share a couple of thoughts here for the day. I'm, um, happy to uh, to dive into those things. Yeah, and as always, we appreciate you having our six on the Got Your Six podcast. Thanks, brother. Yeah, man, you got it. Sixers, one last thing. Got to talk to you about the tax shorts from 10,000. They are incredible. Developed and tested by over 50 special ops members who put them through the absolute ringer. We're talking rucking, swimming, lifting, you name it, it was done. These shorts were beat up and then they came back for more. The best thing about these is, I mean, there's so many things to talk about, right? But I really wanna talk the anti-odor treatment. These things do not smell. You take them off, you can just put them in the wash and they just come back for more. Coming in in five and seven inch inseams, I mean, they got iron, clay, OD green, black. These shorts are incredible. The people over at 10,000 knocked out of the park with the tack shorts. Talking to them, they wanna give you 15% off at checkout. Go to 10,000.cc, use the promo code GOTYOUR6, that's G-O-T-Y-O-U-R, the number six at checkout for 15% off your first order. That's 10,000.cc, not .com. Use the promo code GOTYOUR6 for 15% off. Let me know what you think. Six is running a new segment in a couple episodes and I'm super excited about it. Talking to all these incredible high performers, I've realized we need to stack the wins to achieve massive success. And I want you to know I have your back in these accomplishments. Let me know. Go to either Twitter or Instagram. Got your six pod with the number six. There's a Google form there. Let me know a win you or somebody else recently experienced and deserves some recognition. I want you to know I'm stacking the wins with you each episode. So we'll give you a little shout out at the end of each episode. Just so you know, we got your six. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, 
But the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.